Hello, everybody. Welcome to Mediocre Conversations with Tom and Drew. I'm Tom. And I'm Drew. And this is the only podcast where we will guarantee <laughs> the only thing you'll hear is mediocrity. Really bringing a balance today. Well, I, I got the joke. So Yeah. Good. Yeah. Good. That's just That's just for us. Yeah. You guys don't know why that's funny. And that's what everyone looks for in content, right? To yeah. not be in on the joke. Right. Like, there's nothing better than listening to two people have their inside joke and have <laughs> you not get it. Yeah. So. Um, well. Sorry. Not sorry. Get your own podcast and you can do whatever you want. It's super free on Audible. Or Anchor, whatever the thing is. They're both they're both software programs. All right. We finish the Clone Wars today. Yep. I skipped around. I watched the first few and then a smattering of the last few. So I feel like I've basically seen it all. You watched the first few and then you skipped of the around. Show, the Clone Wars. Oh. Like I started, right? And then I was like, oh. nah. And then I... Just go to the end. Now we're here. Yep. Read the last page. Yeah. That's fine. I don't know that they're essential to have all the information together. Probably not. Um, the last episode was cool. It was great. Not Not made for kids. Mm, I don't know that they'd get it, right? Well, yeah, that's that's most of what I mean is that like the oh, sure. like the ambiance is not made for kids. It's super serious. Um, yeah. the material is. I mean, there's nothing in that show that was made to pander to kids. It's awfully nuanced. Yeah. So. <laughs> Um, I think they realized who was probably watching it for the last season. <laughs> or they just didn't care. Yeah. They were like, we're making what we want to see. Mm-hmm. So the last episode that we watched before this last two, um, what's his name? Maul gets captured. Yeah. And... Then he's en route to, I don't know where, where would you take someone like him? Yeah. I mean, the most, the most secure place I could think of would be Coruscant, but yeah, there's probably some place on a planet we've never heard of. That's Coruscant's like got all of the, all of the hoity toity types though. This isn't Coruscant like where the Senate meets and all that shit. Yeah. It's the. But you got to remember, Sidious has been in charge of the planet for. That's true. A decade plus at this point. Like, I'm That's sure there's true. a lot of nooks and crannies that he's got carved out there. And there's a lot, from what I gather from the various uh, IPs, is that shit's deep. Yeah. Um, the whole planet's a city. Yeah. And. It's really more about like, you know, the higher class you are, the higher up you live. They took it literal. Yeah. It's very on the nose. And so like the deeper that you go down, like the poorer people get, the yeah. more alien, quote unquote, aliens there are. And, you Joe know, Rick. crime goes up, that type of thing. It's a yeah. nasty place. But a lot more down than there is up. So. Yeah. So had some room to work with. <laughs> Although you think he would have just killed Maul? No, I don't think he wastes any tool, any perceived tool, right? Right. So, um, you know, in this case, it's Ahsoka that has <clears throat> captured him, and they're bringing her, bringing him to. Uh, I'm assuming Coruscant, and because that's where Anakin and Obi were, and that's who she's working with on this mission, right? And you know, we'll drop him off with the Jedi or Chancellor's office or whatever and go on our merry way. Right. So Ahsoka and uh well 
and Rex, I guess, have a yep. have a little sit down with hologram Mace Windu and Yoda, right? Yep. And they're basically uh or not Rex, she's with um what's her name? Bo Katan. Bo. Uh and sorry, I just heard a loud bang behind me. She's like, hey, I got your boy. Come pick him up. And then they're like, oh, hey, thanks. You did your duty. And she's like, I did my duty as a citizen. Yeah. Not a Jedi. She's got a little, she's still got some hurt feelings about the. Yeah. But then she's like, I want to still hang out and see what you guys are talking about, though. And then Mace was like, uh, this is Jedi business. Citizen. citizen yeah. Yeah. Yeah, um, I think that that was probably appropriate from him, to be honest. Sure. And Ahsoka, I mean, like, I think that the the hard thing for anybody to do is get used to something that's different than what you were used to. Like, oh, hey, I just put my line, I just put my life on the line for you guys to, like, liberate this planet and capture this exceptionally dangerous threat. I want now I want in to like figure out what's going on and have a say. Oh, wait, I decided to not have a say. I guess I don't get to have a say. <laughs> it was a nice little, um, hey, I have my own autonomy. It's like, yeah, now you get all the perks that come with that, which is not talking to us about special shit. Move along. Yeah. But now, Bo was like, hey, why didn't you tell them anything that Darth said about Anakin? Because because uh, she was like, hey, let me talk to Anakin. And, and they're like, ah, he's doing something fancy. Yeah. Spying. Yeah. Uh, why do you think she didn't tell them what Maul said, other than maybe he's an unreliable source or what have you? Oh, I think the the number of people that she trusts in the Jedi order at this point, you can count on one hand sure. and none of the people that she was talking to, uh, got counted. So yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. It's like, Oh, this guy that I, not even Yoda. I mean, he was, he was on the, I mean, he was part of the decision to expel her from the order. Hold. Oh, sure. So, I mean, like, I do think that she was probably like, well, Rem- remind me again. Or maybe the third time. Why did she get expelled? Smoking in, in the girls' room. Yeah, class. Basic, basically that. There was this uh, Jedi turned. I want to say t- I, I'll call it a terrorist. Her name's Barris Offy, and she and Ahsoka were kind of like came up through the order together, same age. Their um their masters worked together on several missions. Mm. and Barris became disenfranchised with the order like hey we're not doing what we're supposed to like we're not supposed to be soldiers we're not supposed to fight wars that's not how we serve the force like this is wrong like we have become the thing that we said we never become and she <clears throat> I can't exactly remember if she like was blowing things up or mm-hmm. basically just causing a ruckus and framed Ahsoka for her own actions and then anakin of course always believed in her went out and tried to find the truth and eventually figured out that it was barris not ahsoka who was doing all this stuff brought the information before the council but after they had already made their decision and then they were like oh well i guess in the case of this new evidence we'll we'll let her back in our bad and she was kind of like yeah but you kicked me out like you never had any faith in me that like I would never do this, me. Right. You, know, you you looked at the evidence, but you discounted like the human element, basically, of the fact that like I've never done anything like this before. Yeah. I don't know why you would think this. Like you have you have no faith in me, and therefore I, I've lost faith in you. And uh, that's kind of where we left it. And she decided that she would walk away when she had an opportunity to walk back in. So she made her bed. That's fine. Um, Kind of respect the decision. Yeah. Kind of wish that she'd stayed. 
<laughs> sure. Uh, it's interesting that you mention uh, Barris's reason for being Barris. Is it Barris? Yeah. Reason for being disenfranchised because at at one point, uh, Ahsoka says basically that same thing to Rex. I think maybe Bo of just like you're trained to be more than soldiers, and that's all I've done. Right. Like the sentiments are not missing by much. Like the Venn diagrams are almost perfect circles here. She's like, look, I could, I could see why you would think I did that, but I didn't, guys. Right. You know, and that's, I mean, that's something that. I think that even Anakin struggles with as somebody who's maybe the most comfortable of all the members of the Jedi order being a soldier. I still think Anakin was, was like, this is not what we were trained to be, but this we have, we're going to have to survive this. So there's one way forward and that's this. Yeah. And he's just all in on it. Yeah. You know, and I'm glad that he was because he he taught her how to survive, and it comes up big in these episodes. So there's a moment. So they get Maul on the ship yeah. to to take him to wherever. Uh, which I got Hannibal Lecter vibes from because he's in like this thing. He's got. I would not be surprised if that was exactly <laughs> their inspiration for that contraption. Right, right. He's in an not what is it does it shut down jedi powers it must do that right so about the only thing that has any effect on a, a jedi or a force user's ability to touch and use the force is if you basically like continually put their central nervous system in a, a state of like agitation and huh. so the best thing to do in order to keep a someone from like lifting something up or cracking their own locks or getting their lightsaber out of the snow or whatever is to have tiny electrical impulses shot through their body on a near continuous basis so that they can, they can't ever recover balance. So that little sarcophagus That's type crazy. of thing. Yeah. So that kind of sarcophagus thing that he was in, I'm assuming does a couple of things. A, it prevents his body from moving so that he can't visualize moving an arm to utilize the force. I'm assuming that it's continually stimulating his central nervous system so that he can't concentrate hard enough to use the force. They, they um, put a gag on him so he can't talk, you know, and it's like they've got him suspended inside of it. So he doesn't have physical contact with anything inside. So I'm like, that's Is pretty there... effective. Yeah. Yeah. Is there a verbal component? to the force i mean i i suspect that um i thought maybe it was just an oxygen mask it's quite it could very well be it yeah i, I mean i'm just speculating yeah so. yeah 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 your guess is as good as mine um <clears throat> yeah so they bring him through now bo-katan mentions that uh her sister mm -hmm. uh who was in charge as we mentioned last time of of the uh mandalorians and, and really um shit the bed as it were got rid of all of these tools and whatnot and that was the last one which i hate that trope for some reason yeah that we got like, rid of all of them woo! except one here's the la very thank last god one. Like, I don't know if it's just like if it's supposed to add tension of like, um, oh, well, if something happens to this one, then they have nothing to keep him contained. This is right. a big deal, even though, spoiler alert, he's busted out immediately. But who who is who is going to be like, get rid of all of these? OK, we got one left. Hold on. Let's just leave that one, okay? Well, so let's leave that one right there. Really, we got the we got the machine on. We can toss it in. No, no, come on, you guys are tired. Let's just call it a day, okay? So I've always thought. I mean, like I think I know. I mean, I'm pretty much with you where you're going, which is that like you needed something to solve the problem. Yeah, but if you but had you a didn't bunch want of, it to right 
get out of out of control right but if you had a bunch of those solutions the whole world becomes a lot different looking that's a good that's a really good point but it sounds like a kid telling a lie right all you need to say is (laughs) yeah we put them in one of these things we've had these things for like hundreds of or thousands of years and it's like you don't have to say anything about like oh we got rid of the rest of them or this is the last one it doesn't matter yeah I mean, it's just, I mean, I understand why they did it, but yeah. like, I think you can just. Or like, make it a closely guarded Mandalorian secret. Yeah. Or they're all on Mandalore. So like if you, if anybody else ever needs one, it's like, oh, hey, too bad we're not on Mandalore where they have one of those things that we need. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. I just don't. That's a really good point that you make, though. I, I don't know if it, and it's a cartoon. Yeah. Um. Maybe I just want more thought from it, from, yeah. from, from it, but I get it. Also, maybe you're just like, hey, some jackass, you know, was in that writer room. Just some me was there and being like, yeah, this is dumb. And then they're just like, shut up. Here's your paycheck. Now shut up. That's all you ever say, dude. Like, yeah. can you <laughs> contribute something constructive to the discussion? <laughs> right. Um. So they put him in there. And you mentioned how uh, Anakin taught her how to survive. So I was excited. I was like, oh, shit, are we getting close to Order 66? And then second later, Order 66 happened. And I was just like, yeah, we're getting pretty close. Um, But what's interesting to me or what stood out to me that I didn't realize or know before is not only did this inhibitor chip or whatever, that's what it is, right? Yeah. Cause them to just all of a sudden be like, okay, we got to kill the Jedi, everybody. And it really comes off as um, to most people, except for someone like Rex, to most of them, they were just like, okay, so uh, we're going to go to the grocery store and then, uh, but we're not going to pick up any ice cream and then we're going to come home um okay let's pick up some ice cream like that's what it felt it wasn't just like a a big transformation or a big like oh my gosh we have to get ice cream it's just like oh no we're gonna get we're gonna do this now that's on the list you know it just very casual a sort of switch that was flipped for at least in this depiction some of them seemed a little bit more violent aggressive yeah Yeah. (laughs) which i don't know if that's just like the story a different storyteller telling how they thought order 66 happened. Uh, Well, throughout the whole scene, the music in the background is so subdued and almost. Yeah. That, that helps, right? Ah, Man. It was very much like, no, this was always on our list of things to do today. Kill the Jedi. Like it's, it's kill the Jedi o'clock guys. Right. Um, But they said, yeah, you got it. Execute Order 66. You got it, Lord Sidious. Yeah. Like that, also that little piece was always coded into their brain, his true identity, which is right. crazy. Yeah. So it just, it shows the depth of planning that Sidious had put into this. Why are you not freaking out about this? Is it because you've had years to digest it? Yeah, I've watched it a lot. I see. That's crazy. Yeah. So the thing about this depiction is that she feels order 66 happen through the force and you can see the clones kind of bunched up around the communicator and she runs up to them. Yeah. And she was like, Hey, this. And then of course, like Rex draws on her, but he, yeah, he hits like a a second hesitation fighting it. And he's like shaking the whole time. And, and you know, yeah. And so she's able to fend off. Now, remember, these are the, I don't know that we spoke about this yet, but like this contingent of clones voluntarily left to go liberate Mandalore with her. And this is a contingent of the 501st that Anakin uses to storm the temple. Mm. So this, this is the elite of the elites. And they were so loyal to her that they basically were like, oh, hey, you're back. We'd rather go fight with you. Yeah. And they like 
painted up their helmets to look like her facial markings. Like they really honor her. And then all of a sudden it's like brainwashed o'clock. Yeah. And then everybody's out there ready to kill her. And she lives, you know. Yeah. So but um to get to get to the point that I tried to get to a while ago now. Mm. Uh you mentioned Anakin giving her the tools, and then they're in the control room and she jumps on this thing. And I just got um flashbacks to that episode the visions episode i think where he just drills her over and over and over again having the troopers shooting stuns at her yeah for hours or i mean this was like years right yeah but uh that's whole same thing except she's surviving and they're sh- they're firing real blaster yeah, bolts at her it's real now yeah and then she is I love that they made her not want to kill them at all. Mm-hmm. Um, she, yeah. At, at one point in the last episode, she says they may be willing to die, but I'm not willing to kill them. Right. Uh, which is, which is great. So she's like a 40 year old sage at this point. Yeah. 17, but right? going on 40. Yeah. But so they're firing at her from all angles and she is deflecting the bolts up into the ceiling to cut out her own escape route, <laughs> which is fucking badass. She may be the most badass Jedi that exists. Well, I mean, let's, I mean, I, I've heard people kind of throw shade at Ahsoka Tano because like, why is she this good? Well, let's, oh, say, sure. let's, let's just quickly examine the facts. Who was her teacher? Yeah, she's been studying under Anakin fucking Skywalker for four years at this point. And this dude is literally like, can't have you die because I can't afford to lose anybody in my entire life. And that includes you. So we're going super, super hard on this entire thing and under unbelievably stressful and real life scenarios. Yeah. And trains her up and she takes those lessons to heart, you know, and we see her live through this scenario spoilers and um go through the <laughs> this does take place after the uh right. well before the live action yeah you know we see her go through the entirety of the clone wars she survives order 66 she then goes out on her own is hunted by inquisitors defeats them without a weapon you know yeah. forms forms a rebel cell fights back against the empire you know beats the empire takes on vader at least twice you know it's just ridiculous like the kinds of things that this this character has done and there should be i was wondering if you caught this like at at one point in the big fight she throws her blades and cuts a circle on the floor around no i wrote that down Yeah, yeah i was like oh Oh. I was like, Tom is going to flip his shit <laughs> when he yeah. sees that move. He loves that move. I wrote it down. Uh, I, I love it. Now, I this is what we were talking about last week, about how like I have the reverse expo- exposure to these things, right? So like when you saw it in the live action, mm-hmm. I, I was like, holy shit, that's amazing. And where you're like, oh, cool. They brought it back to real life. So here's the thing about this move that I I think I've underappreciated. I don't really know that I recognized what she was doing while she was doing it in mm-hmm. either instance. So you know, it, it was a bit, like I had to go back and watch it after you were basically like, did you see that fucking move that she pulled? <laughs> and then I went back and I watched it and I was like, oh, that's really cool. I didn't catch that. Yeah, the first time. So it looks badass, and and uh, it still looks great here. Now, technically, a lightsaber goes through anything, right? The overwhelming majority of of of, of so things. like n- n- certainly any mineral. It's it's easier to name the things that it doesn't go through than it than it does with ease, right? I'm surprised that I'm surprised that like. They don't use lightsabers for like working work. 
Like we see yep. all those people in mines and shit, like in Andor. It's like yeah. give them some fucking lightsabers to carve this shit yeah. out, man. We'd be done. We, you know, t- a tenth of the workforce, <laughs> ten times as fast. Yeah. But it's not about the production, right? It's about subjugating the people. Probably is probably right. more important to them. So I mean, like when it comes to so, like I would imagine, like if we're gonna take this more real world, that like yeah, the Jedi were basically like, hey, we know where these things come from. Part of the deal for us helping you, the government, is that you don't use these. We need them. So hands off, they're ours, basically. And then, like, when the Empire showed up, they were like, hey, can we put these inside of a huge moon gun? Yeah. Like, let's go get all, literally all of them. So. Yeah, and crystals, kyber brand kyber crystals, they can't all be the same size, or at least initially, right? There's got to be a giant fucking one where some dude was like, I'm going to make it. I'm going to make a lightsaber as big as a house. <laughs> Well, there are there are species that are, are of greater stature than say your average sure. human sized. Sure. Uh, like Wookiees, there there have been a couple of Wookiee Jedi over the the decades that have used what they call long sabers. And they're just basically yeah. gigantic lightsabers. And it's just like, okay, I don't wanna I didn't want to fight a Wookiee that didn't have a lightsaber <laughs> with one. And now you're gonna give him uh like a six foot lightsaber that's like yeah as thick around as say like a PVC pipe. I don't want to do this. So <clears throat> yeah, I mean there have been a lot of really in really creative constructions for lightsabers, yeah, over the years. And so I think they just want to tailor that down to like in the media stuff you get kind of your run-of-the-mill single blade lightsabers and then for like yeah. the video games and stuff now we're gonna let you get creative with it and then we're gonna kind of cap it there so that we don't have just this thing that's so cool just run amok yeah <laughs> that makes sense i mean one one point to make here is that you'd have to have if you were going to use like say a lightsaber in like an industrial setting yeah you'd have to have that done in a way that's safe like you can't just have it be like all right johnny clip one on your belt let's go down to the mines no it's like a forklift you need certification right like it has to be like i'm thinking like a part like a like a huge drill or something like Mm -hmm. that you know but like something that's like we know how to operate the machine that is attached to this thing Sort of like um, the Stormlight Archive. Have you heard of? I have heard of that. I have not read those. The Way of Kings and whatnot. Yeah. Yeah. In that, there are shard blades, which essentially cut through anything, and armor, shard armor that basically a mech suit. Except this is all in like, you know, a time of kings, early Roman, I guess right and one do only rich people have the only rich people in royalty have them uh and they're super good in battle which is probably why the the rich people have them a lot Uh, of things are lining up here (laughs) but one eventually one guy like uses his to help people cut a latrine trench and they're like what the fuck are you doing he's like this is how it used to be way back in the day why not right like it's nothing for him to to do it and then you got workers like sweating their ass off to do it and a fraction of the time right yeah practicality <laughs> yeah i don't know how we got here but uh oh yeah yeah that was badass mm-hmm. cool we found <laughs> it uh it was interesting when 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 ahsoka was talking about you know all i I was trained for more than what wars and I've only been a soldier, you know, since I got out of college and, uh, Rex mentions like, yeah, of course, without this war, I wouldn't exist and neither would any of these people Yeah, to a degree. Right. No, not to a degree. <laughs> he's, I, he's completely I mean, literally correct. I would imagine Palpatine would have found a reason or, I mean, he, he engineered, I mean, 
who came first the clones or palpatine wanting to have a army all to himself well i mean it was palpatine wanting the army right this was the best way that he found to do that right so did he manufacture the whole war yeah okay there's there's he he played both sides the entire time so if it wasn't the clone wars it would have been if it was like an actual invasion he would have done the same thing right like if some other i think we would have gotten here no matter what because palpatine wanted us to as well is all i'm saying yeah the from path, their perspective without the war they wouldn't exist but without the war something else would have caused them to exist is my argument um yeah i i don't see any reason to argue that um where i would stop though is to say is like the reality of the situation is that this is this is the situation we're in he put us on this track rex is completely correct in saying that like without this war we wouldn't exist Mm -hmm. even though the war had been planned prior to their existence you know like it is kind of a bit of a chicken of the egg scenario yeah but like when you're controlling both the chicken and the egg it doesn't really matter (laughs) i came first right so based yeah basically it's like you know palpatine had this grand plan maneuvered everybody literally everybody (laughs) right into position to pull it off you know and i'm sure it didn't happen 100 percent the way that he planned it in his head but like that's why he's so good at what he does is because he's oh this didn't they won this battle and not this one okay we're gonna go to plan z yeah, like on his on Palpatine's dream board, he has a flow chart. Yeah. That has looks like the many, sacred timeline or something. Many permutations or, or or many like I'm gonna do this, and then these are all the things that I can think of that could happen. And if these right. happen, then I'm gonna do like it's just spider web among spider web. It's a big dream board that he has. So remember the one of the big advantages that Sidious has over the Jedi is that he can see into the future. And he is actively preventing the Jedi from being able to do the exact same thing. So that is a big deal. Now, once he died or how, how is this is a a galaxy wide reach that he has on stifling their ability, or is it because he convinced them all to go to the city to congregate there and was able to keep closer tabs on Like at one point, doesn't somebody get far enough away from Palpatine where they're just like, wait a minute. I can see a little bit now. So I, I'm not a hundred percent certain. My feeling is that like the, the ability that he is using, he is doing to the force. Oh shit. So, so he's not, it's not, a, it's not about like geography. It's about like, well, if I'm on Coruscant or if I'm on Tatooine, he's like Nestle he, cutting off water to all those villages because yeah. we need our, our bottled water and chocolate. Right. That's what he's it's doing. It's really good water. Yeah. <laughs> He wants it all for himself. Okay. Pretty much, yeah. Interesting, interesting. So then once he died, did a, the remaining Jedi or people Force-sensitive, were they, they all just like, whoa, something's up. Why do I well, know tomorrow's lottery numbers? This is crazy. So by the time that he dies, the actively trained Force users in the galaxy consist of Luke Skywalker. Okay. Um, Basically sure you know probably ahsoka who might be out there we know that she's dead by the time of the when ray defeats palpatine in the sequel trilogy yeah Uh, we hear her voice when all the jedi join with ray to defeat palpatine um but we know that at some point after the galactic civil war uh the cosmic force is shut off and like Perhaps that it, there is some byproduct of the, why that happened tied to Palpatine's death. So like when someone tries to look into the future, they're not accessing the living force. They're not accessing like the tree, the rock, you know, everything in between. You're going beyond that into the mystic to look forward in time. So you're at, you're activating a completely separate aspect of the force in order sure. to try and do that and i'm wondering if that is what he did is that he somehow blocked the cosmic force from being accessed by the jedi order so if he if that's what happened kudos that's some pretty wicked shit Mm -hmm. 
I have no idea if it is or not. That's just me kind of spitballing. Yeah, sure. It's okay to not have all the answers here. I have none of them. I desperately want all of the answers. (laughs) This show, The Clone Wars, is interesting. And I guess, um, I guess the prequel trilogies are too, because you and I grew up watching, uh, four five and six first oh yeah and it was like stormtrooper bad <laughs> and then it was like well maybe stormtrooper not bad initially and then this episode here kind of really um hit on that you know when you see rex only stunning them these people are like trying to kill them actively uh the stormtroopers after order 66 is called and uh they're trying to escape all of the all of the stormtroopers on the ship are basically just murdering them or trying to yep and they're just trying to avoid killing them at all costs which is always i think a fun um a fun thing to do it's not fun but interesting when it's like oh shit they want to murder me but I don't really want to murder them. Yeah. I just want to stop them from trying to murder me. What's what's the best way to go about this? I usually think there's some kind of threshold where it's like, well, now the situation's dire enough where I don't really have a choice. Yeah, right. Um, like at the end, this is another thing that bothers me, but um towards the end, Rex and Ahsoka are like on some trying to get to their ship they open mm-hmm. up all the garage doors and then all these troopers come out and it's just like oh that's about my quota that's when she says like they're willing to die but i'm not willing to kill them and i'm just like how many more do you need before you have to start putting them down now she comes up with a way to not kudos of course it involves droids they're the real heroes of any star wars story yeah it didn't work out too well for them either no, they ended up dying, which as sad as that is, good. I like the element of that. Yeah, it was pretty brutal. I didn't enjoy it either. <laughs> yeah. Um but they come up with like they got a stall, right? And so Rex brings her out and he's like, Hey, I got her. And then they're like, Well, you should kill her. That's how it works. He's like, Well, hold on, let me talk about this for a minute. Same thing happened. Episode nine, uh, Anakin is there and he just like runs into a group of uh, droids or whatever. And they're like, oh, he's the one we really want to kill, right? Well, hold on. Let's let's let him talk first, guys. Okay. Let's let him get out out what he's trying to say because we are going to kill him. Okay. This is, we are programmed to allow people their last words okay (laughs) so let's just give this guy his last rights okay and then of course he's just stalling my point is yeah robots and brain altered clones should not have the capacity to not fulfill to a degree right i get one-offs like rex being like hold on this ain't right but like a whole group of them of everybody being like they need to die okay give me a minute no they need to die now okay just keep talking for 15 more minutes and then eventually though i'm gonna kill them okay it's a it's a it's a trope that star wars loves one of the many Yeah, I just, like, with that kind of stuff, um, you know, if it if it worked the way that you described, the way that, quote-unquote, <laughs> made, made sense, like, Rex and Ahsoka come out, and they're met by a hail of bullets, you know, and it's a lot different. Right. It's a different story, you know? Just so, once I would like to be like, hey, guys, no, nope, and they just immediately start shooting and then have to run away, and they're just like, okay, they got us there, that didn't work. Someday someday it's going to happen, I promise. Just for you. 
Thank you. Thank Tom, you, Kevin. Tom, Tom Trope. Yeah. Uh, so the last episode is it's very interesting because it has to just sew up or at least tie into the movie to a degree or or, or at least like uh, some time has passed. Yep. Uh, now, Ahsoka lost her one saber. Yep. Was it the small one, the, the Shoto one? I believe so. And then eventually it it ended with like a five minute, no dialogue sort of story, right? Of uh, the ship crashing that they were on. Um, And then I can't believe that Ahsoka and Rex buried all of those troopers. Um, that that was crazy. Like I get it. No, it was a powerful scene, but like, those are all the people that were trying to kill them. Yeah. While they were trying to escape, and then they ended none up dying, made, and they yeah, none of them made it. Honored all of them. Yeah, there's a lot I think at work here. Um, there's the fact that these they served with these people, right? Yeah. Like these were. You know, Rex calls them his brothers. You know, yeah. Ahsoka grew up with them. You know, they are older brothers to her in a lot of ways as well. She's been responsible for their lives, a good portion of hers. You know, and it's a it's a way to say, well, the chapter, this chapter that we've been in with the Clone Wars, that's over now. Yeah. And uh, I just thought that it was fitting that this group of clones most of them who had fought with her for so long they all die you know trying to kill her and she does you know what you said was to honor them you know by burying them and showing them that respect and you know she leaves her other lightsaber at their graves to indicate to indicate that she's moving on that was the blade yeah. that anakin gave her at the beginning of the story arc oh so um catch that there is a lot of this is what life was like we don't know what life is going to look like tomorrow which is super apt for a way to end the show because hmm the only the only people that knew anything about the way what tomorrow looked like were vader and sidious Mm -hmm. and everybody else was just forced to adjust and we've seen like through the bad batch like you know people are getting id'd and they have to have like these cards like for identification and you know the freedoms are being curtailed one at a time and it's like Oh well, we're, we want to remain independent in the new planet order. by well, planet. They're being squeezed. Yeah, you're not going to get out. You're not going to be independent. There's no more. There's no such thing as independence anymore. You know, and then we get a real life look at that in Andor. Yeah, you know, and you know, on and on. We've we've gone over the last two three years about when they when someone comes for you and they want to take your freedom, they don't do it in huge broad strokes they do it one thing at a time sure and then you wake up one day and it's like i don't recognize the world that i live in any longer right and you realize well maybe now it's too late that's why you have that's why you have to remain vigilant with you know your freedoms and protecting them and it's hard for ahsoka and rex to do that now because they have there's there's no one else to support them yeah you know and so we're going to go in and start watching rebels at some point next right yeah and so there will be a gap in time and we will see ahsoka eventually and we will see rex again eventually yeah but rex pops in and out during the bad batch no doesn't he no it's hard to tell they all look alike, you know. 
Yeah. Well, they're literally clones. <laughs> I think that's the only time you can say that. Yeah. Fucking stormtroopers, man. Well, stormtroopers. I mean, we saw that in the Bad Batch. Fucking like, clone troopers, man. Yeah, they're okay. <laughs> okay, Just, good. Somebody made a picture of the timeline. That's what I want. Oh. Okay. This is good radio right here. Yeah, it is. I mean, <laughs> there's nothing like listening to two guys <laughs> read stuff on the internet. So Andor takes place in the middle of Rebels, it looks like. Yeah, during yeah. The, yeah, the rebellion. The age of rebellion. Um, And A New Hope happens. Oh, right after Rebels. So Rebels right. goes right into A New Hope and Rogue, well, Rogue One too, right? Right. So after, at the end of Rebels, Vader's standing in the the ship bay, having just carved through all of those yeah. Alliance guys. And then the ship drops out and Leia's got the disc. Yeah. That's the... That's the end of Rogue One. I mean, literally at the end, like the, 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 the opening I've, scene in New Hope is... I've said it before. The, yeah, okay. But I'm such an idiot that while I was watching Rogue One the entire time, I'm just like, yeah, this is a good movie. This is good. Oh, wait, this is right before that movie? Oh, God, dude. Oh, okay. Oh, I get it now. The Death Star. Oh. Oh, that's the plant. That's where they get the plants. Oh, that's me. That's me. Well, and it might have even there. been like the second fucking time I watched it, not the first. I don't, don't know. Tell you're <laughs> In my defense, I did not like Rogue One the first time I saw it. But so, and I, I've told the story about my brother-in-law. He went and saw it in the theater, and he didn't know that everybody died at the end. Oh yeah. And I was like, Doug, you're not going to enjoy it, dude. <laughs> he was like no i think it's gonna be real good they, it's like it's not like it's not part of like their original yeah the, the skywalker saga or whatever this is gonna be a lot of fun and i was like yeah i know i know <laughs> i don't think that you're gonna enjoy it dude and he was like no it's cool and i didn't want to tell him yeah and he gets back from the movie and he was like that movie fucking sucks yeah i didn't like, like that part you either you didn't like it and he was like no and i was like why not and it was like they all die and i was like yeah yeah i didn't know that either yeah um Right, so Clone Wars, which we just finished, and then in between, like Rebels is a ways away. Like Obi Wan and Star and Solo happen in the middle there. Mm -hmm. Of course, that's when they put notches gearing these, up for the rebellion. Know. I don't know how many. Does one notch equal one year? No, don't even. Okay, I wouldn't. <laughs> I Centimeters and inches, man. I don't know. I don't know what this means uh yeah so there's a sizable gap in between them and then even then i guess i don't know where ahsoka falls on this line that I, on the whatever i'm looking at but um way down there, at the end there's rebels and then uh mandalorian takes place well after rebels ends and that's where we meet ahsoka right Yeah, the timeline's like, crazy, man. They they could do a better job on the timeline. I mean, that is, they just don't want to. Yeah. Um, they want the what? Uh, freedom. The uh, yeah. Whatever it's called. Creative freedom. There it is. Creative. The word I couldn't think of. Rough day today. Apparently, fuck. Yeah. I'm glad we decided to do this today when we're both at our, our top of our game. We nailed it. That's right. That's right. Now, so you think or, or you're 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 saying that Ahsoka like dropped that saber as sort of a metaphor for us slash like a a a period on the end of a sentence yeah. in a story. 
I think. I mean, that's what I take away from it is that, uh-huh. I mean, first of all, that tool would be super useful. Yeah. It would be. It, My thought know. was she was like, well, I can't be caught with this anymore. That's a, I'm sure to, that's a I part need to it. figure out what I'm going to do before I, I am carrying her illicit materials. So um, I'm going to get a little bit deep for a second, but like do it. One thing that we haven't talked much about is that one thing the Jedi have to face in their careers are trials. Mm-hmm. And usually there are different types of trials. But the ones that are always the most difficult or the ones that show what an individual character has to overcome the most are trials, what they call trials of the spirit. And these are the kinds of like emotional growth, character depth type of situations that indicates is this character like mature, like maturing into wisdom is this character like learning something so like when like here's the best example of one of these trials is luke when he goes into the cave and fights vader yeah yoda says your weapons you will not need them and luke kind of side eyes him and like just latches up the belt and goes in anyways like loaded for bear yeah and he goes into the cave and he's exploring the cave and vader pops around from around the corner and they fight and luke cuts his head off and then he's looking at the the helmet and the helmet pops open and it's his face well later in the film yoda says remember your failure at the cave yeah you know and so luke failed that trial of the spirit because he he gave in to his aggressive feelings to fight back against the thing that terrified him which is darth vader and what the vision showed him was hey if you do this you might end up becoming this that's the problem that's the failure yeah you didn't understand you didn't trust your teacher to say hey you can't you can't approach this problem in this manner it's only going to create a bigger problem this wasn't i don't think necessarily like a trial for ahsoka yeah but she approaches it in the same way as one which is to say I have this tool. This is extremely helpful. I might need it. It might save my life someday. Right. But this is the end of this particular journey in my life. Mm -hmm. And this might not be a part of it anymore. You know, and we've heard, we've had Yoda and uh, Ezra in the Ahsoka series, both give us the line, like the force is my ally and a powerful ally. It is, you know, and she might just be taking that step into saying, I don't necessarily need a weapon. The yeah. force is always with me. That's all I'll ever really need. Now we know that she eventually gets more lightsabers, but right. a couple. Um, maybe at that moment in time, that's what she needed to have done. Yeah, that's so, interesting. Yeah. Uh, one thing I skipped over uh, when when she was talking to Mason and uh, Yoda. When Yoda signed off, he called her Padawan, mm-hmm. which I thought was interesting. Um, just sort of like a little bit of a, oh. you'll always be a student of this, even if you're not in it, you know? Yeah, the Jedi tend to refer to each other in honorifics, so. Yeah. Anakin always referred to Obi-Wan as master, right? Because that was the role that Obi-Wan played for him. Like he always referred to Yoda and Mace as master because they technically outranked him, Mm -hmm. you know, that type of thing. And so like, I think that what Yoda was saying in there is that not only is he acknowledging the fact that that's what she was the last time that she, at the time that she left the order, but it's also, I thought, kind of a mini invitation that's like, if you want to be a Padawan, yeah, you can you can come back and the door's open. For yeah. You. So. Um, and then the last thing to talk about is just the very end. So she drops the saber on the ground. Time passes. 
it snows apparently yeah. they've taken over this the planet i'm assuming yeah, uh, the empire the empire because they're just droids and and scanner droids and everything all over the place and then um darth vader walks up to where she dropped her saber picks it up dusts it off lights it up turns right on hell of a engineering feat you you can drop those things in water in sand or you know whatever you need they're just going to turn on anyway yeah they're, they're pretty they're pretty good little tools very good craftsmanship uh what do you think that that symbolized then in the show? Well, just the fact that she was here and that like the graves, the lightsaber right there. I would, I think that that he would, he would say this was hers. She left it on purpose, you know, like she's let go, Mm -hmm. you know, also she's still alive. Right. right yeah and like she doesn't obviously know what happened to anakin at that time yeah but you know there there comes a there's a moment in rebels where they fight and like the other day i was talking to somebody on the internet about anakin and people are like don't ever forget like it's not anakin or darth vader anakin is darth vader everything that vader did is anakin and I was like, did they not no. watch? Did they not watch this? Uh, I'm like, so or uh, yeah, Obi Wan. Obi Wan. I mean, like, that's straight up not it. Like, yeah. uh, Anakin states that he killed Anakin Skywalker and became Darth Vader. That's yeah. what. And then when Obi Wan is talking to Luke about how Vader killed his father, that's what he's referring to. He's not talking about taking his life. He's talking about the like the suppression of that person's personality. Mm-hmm. So that's like vader committing to this new life like that's what he had to do in order to become vader and so when he's redeemed he's anakin skywalker again so yeah ben solo tried it too yeah um kylo ren ben solo has a completely unique philosophy on the force and uh how to behave toward it as far as the dark sider it's completely different than anybody else that i've ever that i've ever come across um just one more of those things that's like if you don't go back and look at these things a second time you you probably miss it yeah and it's usually i mean like i think i would think a lot less of that character if i hadn't taken the time to like go back and give it another look and think about this kind of stuff so and maybe we can talk about that at some other you know some other podcast or whatever in the future but yeah you know the way that people who are force users approach the force is really reminiscent of like how people approach therapy how people approach dealing with their relationships how people approach everyday life to be honest and it's it's interesting because um with the force effectively being infinite Mm -hmm. you can approach it in any new and unusual way and who knows what the results you're going to get right so that's why it's really interesting for me to like oh okay ben solo believes in like burning like burning like you're going to sail your ships to the new world and burn them yeah. And now you can only deal with what's in front of you. Because you can't ever go back. Yeah. So um, I think that's a little bit of what Ahsoka was doing here. So yeah, yeah. It sort of reminds me of I've been playing uh Baldur's Gate three quite a bit sure. lately, D D, you know. Mm-hmm. And it it sort of reminds me each character has different proficiencies whether it's charisma or uh wisdom intellects things like that so each one approaches the problem based on their skill set i made a sorcerer that was high in intelligence or, or and charisma but like 
couldn't figure out how to open this latch. So we went over and looked at this other thing and I used my wisdom and, and you know, to figure out that I could put a, put a thing in here and then it would unlock it. And then I made a barbarian and he ripped the fucking door off. Yeah. Right. Because he could hinges are weak. <laughs> yeah. It's the same sort of, uh, you know, and it, you handle the problem differently depending on what you're, you, on where you put all of your points essentially. Yeah. Right. And it's, it's like sort of the same thing. A, a dark force user is sort of like, I get this. I get the result I want by getting angry and destroying the problem. How do you do it? Oh, you talk about it. Okay. Nerd. I mean, that's a way to do it, but that's what Hulk, that made me think about Hulk smash. Right. So yeah. Yeah. Well, we did it. We did. Took some twists and turns, but we got there. Uh, Master Winkle did send in some comments on uh, our oh. last podcast, episode 90. Well, were so they good? They were real good, I thought. It's so always very good. How about next episode? We um, Yeah. We'll, let's watch the first episode of Rebels. And We haven't talk- done very many Winkle Stinkles. We got, we got to get back on it. He's He's kept up his part of the bargain. <laughs> He's great. He is great. All right. Well, if you would like to give us something also to think about too, um, mediocre conversations at gmail.com, all spelled correctly. And then uh, let us know. And may the force be with you. <laughs>